I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name's Sarah Morgan. Oh, hello. We're back, bitches and witches. <laughs> it's a brand new series of The Fear, the show where your favourite funny people unpack their biggest fears in a judgment-free environment. We're kicking off with The Fear The Live, recorded a couple of weeks ago at the London Podcast Festival with my amazing guest, Helen Zaltzman. Helen's got a podcast about words called The Illusionist, and she's currently on tour with The Illusionist Live. It's a brilliant show. I've seen it. I loved it. You can get more details at theillusionist.org couple of things to mention about this live show uh, for reasons that made some kind of sense to me at the time I was hosting wearing a skeleton print onesie and we had a lot of Halloween sweets and gubbins on the stage for the audience to enjoy also in the section where we're talking about witchcraft on the screen behind me there was a lot of headlines like this is how real life witches are taking down the patriarchy and from the BBC New York witches cast hex on Brett Kavanagh that sort of thing and because I had a live audience, I couldn't resist getting them to join me doing a binding spell. So if you hate the idea of people meddling with dark arts and forces far beyond their understanding, then this might not be the episode for you. But also, a week after we recorded it, Boris Johnson's illegal suspension of Parliament was overturned by Lady Hale, a lady wearing a brooch shaped like a spider, who is definitely a goth queen and probably a witch. Coincidence? Yeah, definitely a coincidence, but it made me happy. So I just want to thank everyone who made the London Podcast Festival show possible, including the staff at King's Place and everyone at Great Big Owl. I had so much fun. You can see our next live show in York on October the 25th. But for now, please enjoy this special live episode with the awesome and spooktacular Helen Zaltzman. Cheers. Ahoy hoy you spooky babies, Sarah here with a special message to our friends in the north. On the 25th of October we're doing a The Fear the Live Halloween Spooktacular at the York Theatre Royal. My special guests will be Do the Right Things Danielle Ward and Inside the Comedians David Reed. Two of my favourite podcasts, two of my favourite people. We'll be talking about scary stuff in the beautiful theatre in Europe's most haunted city apparently. Mm. That's The Fear the Live, 25th of October in York. For tickets and more info, go to yorktheatreroyal.co.uk or at The Fear Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Book now or FOMO forever. Please welcome to the stage, from The Illusionist, Helen Zaltzman. Hi. How are you doing, love? I feel like I should pass these round. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, it just looks like you've thrown them there as if they're shit. As if they're shit? Yeah. I was so delighted when Poundland started selling their shite early. Uh, Because the real horror is landfill. (laughs) Like, fuck our kids and their future. They do, like, fucking this shit. They do rubber ducks with skeletons on them. 
The best. Well, you could eat the packaging if you want to be very environmentally conscientious. I should. Isn't that what happens to, like, turtles? They find, like, old, like, contact lenses in their tummies. Oh, God. I'm sure David Attenborough told me that. <laughs> Why would he lie? Why would he lie? What's in it for him? Uh, as always, I always ask my guests to bring in three things they're scared of. Uh, a fear from their childhood, uh, their favourite scary moment from film or TV, and a fear or phobia they live with now. You've brought in some fantastic stuff. Uh, but just before we get started, because I know how much you love puns. I think the boy, big thing about Helen is she fucking <laughs> loves wordplay. Puns. Absolutely adores it. Yes. So I'm going to do some spooky jokes, and it'll give me a gauge as to whether you're a kind of like real... Uh, horror audience or a supernatural horror audience whether you're like Freddy's Krueger and Boglins and that kind of shit or if you're more sort of you know real world terror like FOMO and imposter syndrome and, and that sort of stuff <laughs> so the biggest monster is human the, the real monsters man that's the oh I love a real monsters man film oh <laughs> ah, not all men <laughs> what's a Dracula's favourite fruit it's a nectarine. Oh. Ne- nectarine. Uh, it's two nuns. Not blood orange. I, yeah, that's better. Is it? Just workshop this. Oh, but it's not, word, it's not a pun, that's why you... Because it's... No. No. It's not it's a pun. A, it's just a fact. Do you notice how it's not a pun? Yeah, it's just a fact. It's just some food. They can't even eat fruit, can they? By uh, vampire mythology. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's, I've got another Dracula's joke. It's two nuns in a car <laughs> driving through Transylvania and uh, a Dracula jumps out in the road. One nun says to the other nun, um, show him your cross. And the nun jumps out of the car and goes, get the fuck out of the road, you fucking Dracula. <laughs> so I can appreciate that because that's a semantic misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> So glad you're here. Uh, Homophones, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> you have to pronounce that very carefully. Why did the skeleton not go to the party? Because he had crippling social anxiety. Uh, there you go. I think we've gauged the audience. I feel. I was calmer. trying to work out how that was a joke. No, just... yeah, I mean it's not. It's 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 a subversion of a joke. It's very identifiable. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. Do you, you, I just saw you do the Illusionist Live yesterday. Yes. Which is very good. Thanks. You were very calm. Cheers. You were prepared. I was very tired, so. <laughs> Does not that enough help? energy to get all uh, overexcitable. So, as, as someone doing their first live show, I mean, you might not guess this, this is the first The Fear the Live. I think it's going fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but do you have any advice for someone doing, are you, do you like live broadcasting? Yeah. Like live performing? I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've, I find it fairly fine. I only have a fear of public singing, not of public speaking. Interesting. Uh, so I would advise you just to convince yourself you're not afraid of it. Yeah. And then you won't fear it. You were really good yesterday. And I said to you something, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing where I like, pretend I'm really nervous because it'll be funny because there'll be like a fear theme and I'll have overcompensated and stuff. And you went, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. They just, they just, they paid money and want to see a show. Yeah. So you should just put on a show for them. Yeah, people don't care about your real rational fears. Yeah. Just uh, the ludicrous ones. Yeah. I you've think made me choose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that's a nice, a nice beat to have in life. Where no one actually gives a fuck. They just want to have a nice time. Or do you? Or do you? Did you come here for? Uh, Are you judging time? the onesie? Are you? I think it's very becoming. It's very big in Is the it? crotch. Do you have you a bit of, bit it's of room? Massive pelvis. Well, it's huge. Imagine the thing you could give birth to. I'm, now I am. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
there's if, some fearful images. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, if you're, if you're tall and you wear jumpsuits, then the other op- if they're too short in the crotch, then you get that kind of Paul Daniels sawing a lady in half <laughs> action <laughs> going on, just right at the middle. And it's like a soaring motion throughout the day. So I went oh. for I went for baggy, just for comfort. Uh, so relieved for you, because you soaring yourself in half with a jumpsuit scene would be a rotten way to go. <laughs> Do you want to... You know that advice that people always give, which is imagine the audience naked. Why on earth would that be good advice? Mm. Does, anyone, does anyone do that? No. It seems at best distracting, <laughs> very objectifying, yeah. and not necessarily going to calm the nerves. In, in fact, it might just give you too much work to do. Too like. much stimulus. So, oh, yes, The Illusionist. Yes. I listened to the episode that dropped today. Thank you. Which is very good, because I love you, and I'm a fan. Very good. Uh, And a bit creepy. Um, um, It's publicly available. It's not like you write it through my... I mean, it's through my bathroom bin and found it. Shit. No, I just got a hard drive that was in your house. Um, Yeah, there's a hard... um, But but on topic sort of thing, it's about demons. Yeah, it's an episode about the typo demon. So in the 13th century or thereabouts if you did a typo it's because a demon had made you do a typo or hando because there wasn't typing then but um also uh they would take that error to hell and when you died and ended up in hell it would be counted against you so that seems unfair because they both made you do it and then were like Aha! <laughs> yeah demons just unreasonable yeah and he had to get for like a sack a thousand times of typos yes to be fair the demon had a rotten job um Mm. with a lot of deadline pressure so i can understand why they forced the issue by making people make typos they can collect the typos yeah he sounds a bit of a twat but i I like demon yeah take your lanyard off it's knocking on your mic oh is it oh god helen you're just looking out for me all over the place. Thank you. So, the word lanyard's weird when you say it often enough, isn't it? Lanyard. Lan- it's a good all name. All together now. Lanyard. lanyard. <laughs> it's a good name for a boy. I think... <laughs> <laughs> lanyard. Harris the third. That is quite... Dad was a roadie. Now he's chill. All right, I'm just going to leave that like that. You are, I would think it's safe to say, not a believer in witchy-woo supernatural ghosty type stuff no it seems to be adding unnecessary stress to my life if i were how so well it's just more things to be afraid of there's mm. enough in reality like the work the human monster then um then also conjuring spectral things to fear yeah i don't know i'm i'm sort of i'm on the edge at the moment because i obviously don't believe in any of that stuff because i'm an aquarius and uh, <laughs> I apologise. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not a not a big witchy woo person, but I really fucking like witches at the moment. Very into them. Oh, yeah. They seem to be doing a lot of good in the world. Uh, do I have? I don't know what's going to happen next. There you go. Um, they're literally taking down the patriarchy. Uh, Very exciting. They're casting spells on various people. Um, I think if... Yeah. Are they going to get drowned as witches if they're proven to be taking down the patriarchy? Yeah, or burn. I don't know. Because the thing is... The thing, about, the thing about witches is they are just doulas. They're just... They're midwives. They were women who helped other women give birth. What, and men? then some men came along. Not all men, but some men came along. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Some men came along and said, we'd like to sort of monetise the whole birth thing. Um, so if you're a woman who's helping other women give birth and you're not making them put their feet up in stirrups and other ways that you can sort of own the process, then we'll burn you. You're saying capitalism ended the whole witchcraft yeah. thing? Yeah. 
essentially. Wow. But now which is going to end capitalism as revenge like 800 years later? Oh, God, that's a good ending, isn't it? So I have uh, been speaking to people who are witches... And, uh, but I think, I, honestly, I spend so much of my time sitting around feeling scared and angry about everything that's going on in the world at the moment. You may agree with me on this. Seems reasonable, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's it, and, and I just thought, well, you know, you can try and do good and you can try and do good things and help people. Um, and, but you still need that kind of moment of like self-care. Uh, for want of a more witchy woo phrase where you just sort of regroup and re-energise and I think like witches might be onto something um, well they're just venting stress by hexing yeah exactly political figures yeah I mean what, what else do you do when this when this was going on I was sort of just crying on a sofa going why won't anyone listen and I think if you were just naked in a wood burning things <laughs> is that is that part of the procedure I think we should uh, do you fancy doing a spell Sure. I'm not experienced. What if I get it wrong? Uh, I don't know. I think us meddling in forces we don't understand might just be a lot of fun on a horror podcast. Do do we all have to get naked in a wood? Because that could be difficult to accomplish in this room. Not the naked in the wood thing. I mean, this is essentially... Did I find... There you go. A bully binding spell. I thought this would be a good spell to do. Blimey. That would... uh, Yeah, don't worry. We've got all the bits. Is Uh, this like on Facebook when someone does a massive post they've posted in from someone else saying, I forbid Facebook (laughs) to use any of my photos? Essentially, yeah. Uh, Flush the salt down the toilet, as is traditional. (coughs) Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't want salt just hanging around your house, so... No, I wonder how old this spell is supposed to be, because when were flush toilets late 1800s? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just like modern witchcraft. Right. I mean, for the... It's like orthodox Judaism and then reform. Yeah, we weren't uh, weren't allowed... witchcraft equivalent. We weren't allowed naked flames... Uh, so instead of a black candle, I've got uh, this from Poundland, which, again, the horror of this is that it's going to go straight to landfill and uh, <laughs> choke a seagull. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we can do all the binding you okay. up stuff. That's, is, there, is there some names that you'd like us to... Uh, some particular bullies in the world? I feel like bullies are the cause of most of what's going on at the moment. So. Yeah, although what's the system that has promoted the bullies and uh, allowed them to flourish? Oh, hang on. Yes. So we have to go back one. Yeah, I haven't googled. I only went on allure.com for this, so (laughs) this is is as deep as the uh, as my interest in uh, the dark arts. Can we do like Western capitalism and the patriarchy on there? Sure. Some strong strong feminine energy vibes is all we need, um, and a sort of belief that we're doing something rather than uh, nothing. Uh, And my friend River said that this might come back on me three times, so I'm going to take that hit. Should we write down some names? Sure. Well, I mean, does anyone here? Does anyone want to? Anyone write down the name of a bully? Safe space for safe space bully spells, but it will rebound on you thrice. So yeah, better be worth it. It will rebound on us, I think. Okay, fine. I'll take the hit for you. Someone's going to take the hit. I can deal with it. I'm prepared just to not feel this kind of hollow feeling of inadequacy, uh, like I have for the whole entire world. Check if if there's a typo in the name. Yeah. Do I get the demon? Oh, good question. Is someone spell checking these wherever the spell is going? Yeah. Because I've got some legal people I can Sure. <laughs> right, should we just. Well, I'm just going to write down the big one Boris Johnson. Uh, I don't know how we get his dick to fall off, but I don't think that's in keeping with witchy stuff. I think that's dark arts. Um, but maybe there might be a herb or something or a crystal. Well, if you've sharpened a crystal into a fine blade, then. Yeah. Uh, that would work. That would work. Um, I'll do all the binding and stuff later and then set fire to it. I've got some salt. Um. But just flush the whole thing down the toilet. So I just put now some salt just in the envelope. 
I feel like this cultural appropriation is uh, going to get me in trouble with some actual witches at some point. It's a lot of admin. You've got to prepare for it the yeah. night before. Well, I think that's the point of it, isn't it? It's the ritual, isn't it? It's the what ritual if... of uh, doing something that... To feel like you're doing something. Yeah, but what if the next morning you think, well, my enthusiasm for this has waned over the night and... <laughs> and I still... Oh, now I love Boris Johnson. Well, now and, I just don't uh, really Dominic, feel yeah. like salting my toilet. <laughs> and we've got to go to that work. Thought. Yeah. All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Backpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. The boys mustn't have a bashing head like this. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother! I love it when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up. With a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Should we just go for Boris Johnson? Because yeah. he's like, well, we could go Cameron, seeing as he's sort of the root of all this stuff, but... I think he already did this to himself. Sure. <laughs> yeah, look at the punishment he's going it's through. It's certainly oh, rebounded on him thrice. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, let's do it. We'll do it, we'll do it seven times, very fast. I bind, bind you, Boris Johnson. You are powerless to harm other people or the planet. Your insults are powerless. Your hostility is powerless. You shall cause no harm from this day forth. I bind you, Boris Johnson. Very good documentary. Uh, if you if you say it nine times, does that diminish the effectiveness? Like if you leave, if you whisk so him around too long. Her. No, I'm just God. trying to just trying to get the science I'm behind burn it. Burn this insult or something, and we're going to feel better about ourselves. Cool. I enjoyed the shouting. That was yeah, quite well, exactly. That was good. Right. Even just better. shouting lanyard together, I felt was <laughs> quite spiritually soothing. Yeah. Well, that was fun. We've meddled with forces that we don't understand, cool. which is totally the start of a horror film. Which one are you in a horror film? 
Oh, the one that dies before the credits even start. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're like the cool know. one. No, it's just like the landfill one. <laughs> Where they're just demonstrating right. that deaths are going to happen, and this is the method of the deaths. Sure. And yeah, the, per- the first person to be flushed down the toilet. I think you're the one who'd be going like, I don't think there's actually any such thing as Babadooks. Right. And then, yeah. <laughs> then Babadooked. Yeah. Um, so, shall we talk about your choices? Mm-hmm. I'm humming my own music. Right. So, you said I asked you for your favourite scary moment from film or TV. Mm. And you mentioned an advert. Well, beautiful. <laughs> What's your safe word? I can, I can watch you it. You can watch it. Just not with any pleasure. God, this is long. I've just, I've got so many questions, they're sort of bottlenecking. So um, I'm letting it run out for the entire one minute and one second, I think it might be. Oh no, it's the extended version. Oh God. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they added more trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> What's your fucking problem with the Coca-Cola advert? Well, um... When, well, firstly, they're driving bumper to bumper, so if one of them has to break suddenly, so. ice on the roads, very irresponsible. Uh, when I was little, I don't know when this advert originated, late 80s, early 90s, um, and I had a, a vivid dream that um, the driver of the front truck uh, was Mao Tung. And... Uh, <laughs> And it's always just been... of all the things I had like built up, I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna. I never ask why people are scared of the things they're scared of because it's much more fun to unpack in real life. And I was like, was it like a? Did some, uh, uh, oh, I don't. I can't even guess. I can't even imagine. I did not have. I'm surprised you didn't. No, guess. sure. I mean, that was... and I don't think dreams are meaningful because it's just your brain flushing itself. But um, uh, I suppose there is the colour red that they have in common. Uh, but. Yeah, that always led this uh, led to this air of menace about this advert for me ever since. Yeah, God, that's a lot. I, I don't mean, even know what I knew about Mao Zedong at this young age. Yeah, I mean, how old are you? I don't know. How old is this advert? That plus, well, I don't know. Nine? Do you, yeah, do you, I mean, yeah, what, you, what do you feel like you were about nine? Yeah. Okay. If I was, like, 19, then it's going to seem a little more uh, unreasonable. I mean, you yeah. know. Life's still scary at 19. Mao Zedong uh, is still scary to a lot of people yeah, these days. So. Uh, Coca-Cola, I think, is a scary company just because they're so big and they're right. everywhere. And there's that... I think when we're kids, there's a lot of sort of Coca-Cola-based uh, urban myths going on. There's the... It had cocaine in it. Oh, I was it's, just thinking the only urban myth mm. I can remember about Coke when I was young is that you could avoid getting pregnant if you poured a can of Coke into your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't tried, so See, I, I can't... I heard, I heard that, but it was a washing-up bowl, and you had to sit in it. Wow. Yeah. So I heard about the Coke douche, and you had a kind of Coke bath. Yeah. They, 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 it was around the same time as everyone... You could uh, use a, con- a crisp packet as a condom. Oh. Which, yeah. Be just not salt and vinegar. It would just be really much more straightforward <laughs> to use a condom. Yeah, but... they weren't so around when we were children, except in hedges, but they were... Uh, you couldn't just... You know, they, they, they were... Yeah, the, the chemical product of Coca-Cola mm. had so many rumours of it. Like, if you put a tooth 
in Coke, it would dissolve the tooth. So we sort of, I always had this kind of feeling with Coke that it was like, you could just maybe do a whole body slowly. Oh, what, like disposable body? Yeah, bo- like very Has slowly. Has anyone tried? Anyone? Has anyone tried corroding anything with Coke? Anyone just put a see? bone in Coke? Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone put the fingerprints of their latest victim into Coke? <laughs> It is sinister, though, Coco. So you had a, you, this, is, this, this whole thing came from you had a, a terrifying, weird-sounding dream about yeah. someone who you didn't really know who they were. Yeah. And Just knew that they'd uh, been a bit of a chaos merchant. Sure. I know a little more now, but, you know, this is my subconscious I like, I like talking. That, a bit naughty, a bit of a ledge. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> bit of a China botherer. <laughs> and this, so when this comes on now, you still feel... I just, yeah, kind of shrink away from it. Uh, but also, I don't like the soundtrack to it. I find it very bossy. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> also, do you associate Coca-Cola with uh, Christmas, any of you? It's just not the most Christmassy drink. Yeah. Well, it's the, not it wasn't that turkey, the old myth. It? it was that Father Christmas is only... He's red because of the coke He's red and white because yeah. of the coke ads. Yeah. yeah. It's a very sticky myth. Coke have done well out of that too. They've got a lot of... Yes, sticky myth. Yeah. That's nice. That's what you get when you pour <laughs> coke into your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're saying sticky mess with a list. You also get that. Yes. Yeah. Don't use coke as a contraceptive. You've learnt nothing else. Yeah. Also, the Santa at the back of the cokes mm. um, is one of those like t- terrifying Victorian Santas, uh, mm. which... I, Am I... Is it just me who thinks those are, like, the worst ones? Of, of, of the Santas, of the, of the kinds of Santas. Of the Santas. I prefer my Santas a little cartoonish. Also, my, my father-in-law um, is... He, he, he not only looks like Santa, he does Santa gigs at Christmas, <laughs> but um, he calls himself uh, the Santa Dave. And we said, why not Dave Claus? And he said, no... It's the Santa Dave. And uh, on his business card, the is underlined. It's definitely the Santa Dave. Uh, but he's like got a real snowy beard and everything. So he's like a very jolly Santa face. And he rents himself out for parties and yeah, events? Yeah, you make it sound cheap. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He bestows himself upon yeah, fixtures sorry, he, he, as yeah, Santa. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a shame that there's money involved at all. Not for him. I don't think he would do it for pleasure anymore. Particularly like office parties, he says people disrespect the Santa and um, they will mime uh, sexual acts upon him. And he said, I can't let this get out because if that happens, I won't be allowed to do the kid Santa gigs anymore. You can either be a sexy adult Santa or a kid Santa. You can't be both. Because you don't want a picture on Instagram of like... I don't think he knows what Instagram is, but theoretically, absolutely not. In this day and age, you can't be a sexy Santa. There are sexy Santas and it's a good business for them, but not him. Tell me everything now about sexy Santas, please. I can't, not qualified, but I believe them to exist. Sexy Santas are real, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so many puns in my head, and I know how much you hate them. Well, it's not going to happen. It's supposed to provoke. Well, yeah, it's not clear, is it? So it's not appropriate for the show. I grew up in a very pun heavy household. So, speaking of childhood traumas. Yes. um, Should we move on to your next subject? Okay. The end of the world as we know it. Um, The apocalypse. 
You, I asked you what you were scared of as a kid, yeah. and you sent me a very short, concise message that I would like you to tell me now. Right. In about 1989, my eldest brother told me that the world was going to end in 1992, which is a very effective way of me being terrified for the next three years. <laughs> I would recommend this to anyone <laughs> if you want to really fuck with someone. That's How old are you? I was, I was nine when it began and 12 when I realised 1992 had finished and the world remained. And what was the nature of the, of the world ending? Was there detail? Oh, he didn't say, no, no. And, and so I thought maybe, because the Gulf War in 1991, I thought maybe that would be an influential oh. factor. Um, but, oh, but hang on, you didn't know about the Gulf War. So when no, the I Gulf War started happening... No, but like, like, I mean, I lived through 1991. And, yeah. uh, and you went, oh, here, go, here it comes. I was like, he was right. right. He was right. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I have. <laughs> and I don't know. I haven't asked my brother about it. Uh, whether he remembers doing this, or whether he, he believed it himself, or whether he just thought this would be funny. <laughs> and uh, also, he left uh, home when I went in 1991, so he wasn't even there to see uh, the culmination of this brilliant. Weed. Oh shit! So he's a lot older than you. He's uh, yeah, he's seven and a half years older than me. <laughs> so like in prime position, just to psychologically ruin me, his uh, younger sibling. This is how I learned not to trust. <laughs> not to trust your brother or just anyone anyone yeah that's what my family taught me um, and also I've uh, I suppose I've, I've only always been someone who only really gets things done with a deadline and now I wonder whether it was arising <laughs> from this <laughs> whether it's just like wait until the deadline is nearly upon you because if the world ends you won't have to do it and it'll be effort wasted oh god so you were like living your best life babe. no I was living no I was no. just like did you, uh, I don't know what best my, life for a nine-year-old is. Like. I don't know. I think when I was a child, I was always just waiting to be an adult and thought, but what if I die when I'm 12? Because the world's going to end. It will be for naught. Yeah. It's not like you're going to like, oh, oh I've got to go to Thailand before I'm 11. I had, like, kids don't do I had, that kind of thing. I didn't have the wherewithal yeah. uh, as a child yeah. to take myself Better to Thailand. Better have a threesome before I'm 11. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. I don't think I had a bucket list of, <laughs> um, of things to do before the end of 1992. Or it could have happened at the beginning of 1992, so I didn't even... And my eldest brother, though, he, um, the, he was always right, so the slogan in the house was, Richard's always right. And uh, so I thought, well, why argue with it? <laughs> oh. I mean, we can, I, I, I pulled up some things that happened in 1992. Just to kind of get an idea of what you could have missed out on. Um, well, or what we all lived through, because the world still hadn't ended. Yeah. But this is... Madonna yeah, talks to Simon Bates. Yeah. Wow, that was front page like, news. They sort of don't... You don't know which way around the interview was. Like, it's like, <laughs> or if they just, like, like bumped into each other in yeah. a corridor and... <laughs> like excuse me and then like carried on and that's the news and is Simon Bates the sexual crusader or just a big dirty big girl's player oh and wow Euro Disney opened yeah Wayne's World Bill Clinton and the son what won it these are mm. these are all things that happened in 1982 so what's it at the start congratulations it's your special year 1992 oh uh, yeah so this is just uh, it's like commemorative this is what if you google 1992 and go into google images it brings up like like it might have been your birthday then oh right right so it's like a fake like you could buy a copy of the star to commemorate your own birth has anyone yeah. bought a copy of the star from my birthday <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself <laughs> where was I born this is my paper of record yeah when my daughter was born six years ago uh, you printed I, out the front page of google news yeah I said, so, so I went out I, went out, I thought I'll buy all the headline papers from um, 
uh, from the day she was born, that'll be exciting. She can look back at them. And uh, they were all like right in the middle of Operation U Tree and <laughs> every single cover. <laughs> and ah. a picture of a disgraced paedophile on it. <laughs> there you go, darling. Welcome I, to the world. I chose to bring a child into yeah. the world. Yep. How, do, you, do you still think the world's going to end? I mean, obviously, at yeah. some point. In yeah. a way, it's sort of reassuring. Because I think... you live through one. Well, I worry about something in my own life and then think, well, that's trivial because of the environmental apocalypse. And, yeah. um, you know, that puts things into perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Am I unhealthy? Is this what I'm learning? <laughs> Your uh, last choice is audience participation. <laughs> right? Anyone yeah. else? Who here is also afraid of audience participation? <laughs> Don't make it's them a trap that. and you fell into it. <laughs> Notice people are not populating the front row because they know. They know. Oh, we're going to go for them. What do you do for a living? Uh, <laughs> Get up here so I can call you a can. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on this. In this, yes, it's... I, I think, I mean, I remember this from a very young age and being at Panto... And just because they always drag some kids up onto the stage and I was like, don't be me, don't be me. And there's probably some plan where they choose which kids beforehand or something since it's their birthday. <gasps> they're plants. But, oh, they could be plants. Plant children. <laughs> they <won't> plant <laughs> children. Especially to approve of audience participation. Or, they, or they, look, they look for kids who look like they won't start crying and wetting themselves. Though. Maybe ones that aren't like, trying to hide under their seat. Um, so I suppose when this when it was my um, introduction to anxiety. And uh, I wouldn't have necessarily realised that emotion was connected until now, but it feels very much the same as having anxiety about things other than audience participation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That someone might single you out. Someone and... might force me to audiently participate. Does that, has that ever happened to you? Uh, if it has, I may have blocked it out. I think I've always managed to tactically avoid it. And, and sometimes, yeah. Sometimes people try, and the thing is, like, you can't... There's nothing good you can do, because it's not set up for you to succeed as an audience. Um, mm. Maybe if you're an extrovert and you're good at playing along, but that's not me. I feel like if I'm performing, it's in a strictly delineated way. It's a one-way street, yeah. yeah. I'm either looking in it or in it, and I don't want that boundary to be blurred. I remember going to see uh, Darren Brown and being curious about the sort of people who volunteer who are hypnotised or whatever to go and they clear, there's clearly lots of things built in to sort of test mm. whether you're going to be good for right. playing along with whatever right whether you're pliant enough whether or not pl- yeah and uh, just sit, the, the thing that he did was everyone he was sort of alright I'm going to like hypnotise you all now come up to the stage and then he would just put his hand on their forehead and he'd go sleep and some people would just drop to their knees. And that was a really good way of telling, like, who's going to play along with this bullshit? Or... The only stuff I know about uh, hypnosis is because um, uh, an ex-boyfriend of mine, his dad was a hypnotherapist and was getting a PhD in the only university that does PhDs in hypnotherapy, which is based in Malta. <laughs> and, um, and the way that he described it was that it's not that the, the stage hypnotist is making you drop to your knees. It's just you don't feel the objection to dropping to your knees. Mm. You're like, all right. Um, but then it's, it's hard to unpick whether that's because you know it's, yeah. you are someone who's comfortable with uh, being a performer yeah. in that way or not. What happened to all the stage hypnotist shows? I remember in, like, 90s, those were... I think it's sort of stopped being enough to be entertaining. Right, right and now thing. it's like, 
Where it's like... Darren Brown, mindfuck. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Darren Brown can, like, convince people to go and rob a bank. Yeah, rather than uh, doing, like, chicken dances and Runners, things. probably. Yeah, right. But yeah, he can... <laughs> people who work for the production company yeah. uh, can go and rob a bank for him. So I think if you're sort of convincing people to, like, be a chicken or eat an onion as though it were an apple, right. then it's just, it's just not enough. It's just a man eating an onion yeah. on telly. It's like, it's not entertainment. Would watch. Yeah. <laughs> What's look, the fuck out of that? Look, mother, father, come. 13 million people on a Saturday night are watching Live at the Palladium where a man is eating an onion. Seriously? Though, an apple. This yeah. sounds great. Yeah, it's like slow television. variety. That would be good, wouldn't it? One of the most compelling bits of video art I've ever seen was in um, the Tate in Liverpool, and it was just a guy putting on more and more clothes uh, <laughs> until he could barely breathe or move. <laughs> then the video stops and he starts again. Uh, so... You've ne- so you've never been pulled up on stage, you've, but you you live think, in terror of this. I think, too. and um, my my other brother, not the nineteen ninety two, you're all going to die one, um, is a stand up comedian. So I used to go to a lot of his gigs mm. and um, sit as far away as possible because I'd seen what happened to people. Um, With your brother? No, not my. Well, no, my brother used to have um, really evil joke where um, <laughs> he would make someone come up on stage and read this very, very long joke that he'd written on a piece of paper while he commentated off stage. Mm-hmm. And um, it ended with the line, would you like to see me dance? So then they had to dance, which is like compounding the humiliation. Like they think, okay, I've nearly got to the end of this awful thing and I can sit down now I have to dance. Like, I'm making my brothers sound like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that and that and the puns, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that I think intersects with this is that I've always really been absolutely repulsed by unison clapping which I realise is, <laughs> is giving you people a lot of power but it is the worst especially as I used to be a receptionist at the London Jazz Festival so I used to have to go to a lot of jazz gigs and just watching like the Royal Festival Hall audience trying to clap along with something that is deliberately not according to a regular rhythm yeah. is just like a deep white, cringe white people clapping on the ones is a oh god that I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I like that we're not going to do it with each other. <laughs> no. But yeah, seeing as we've already um, meddled so. with the dark arts, should I make this audience clap on the ones feed to see what happens? Oh, it's really up to you, sheep. <laughs> <laughs> see, you're too good at actually being horrible to an audience. This is the thing. I think your fear is it's, actually... It's just my defence, yeah. If you get in front of an audience, you'll make them do horrible shit. Come on, it'll be a right laugh. Is that what it's about? You hate being told what to do, definitely. Yeah. Because that's clear from your other choices. Yeah. You hate being told you're going to die, that holidays are coming. Get yes. ready, somehow. Yeah, don't tell me what to do, Coca-Cola. Brace yourself, <laughs> holidays. <laughs> and then, uh, and you hate being told, come on, everyone, have fun. <laughs> come yeah. on, Helen, what's wrong with you? It's a right <laughs> fucking laugh. Yeah, now, this is horrible. Right? Like this. It's I don't not good. Okay, well, I feel so free. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming to the Zonsman! Podcast. I'm Kiri. And I'm Jade. And I'm Dave. Dave's on keys. 
But we don't play that too much because otherwise we'll have to pay some people rights money. Yeah. Uh, we do a live show where comedians come and sing their favourite musical theatre songs in front of a live audience. This podcast is us bringing that person inside of a building. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute with Jade Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked. Enjoy. Enjoy. 